Welcome to episode 48 of Lost in Immersion, your weekly 45-minute stream about innovation. As VR and AR veterans, we will discuss the latest news of the industry. Uh, hello, guys. And hello. let's jump right in. So, Fabien. Hello. So, um, this week, I want to talk about, uh, like, a, a quite large topic and uh, we've discussed that uh, over the past podcast and uh, I thought it was good to uh, uh, to maybe do a larger discussion on it. So um, uh, over the past uh, year-ish, we've seen a lot of uh, devices that jumped into the AI, generative AI uh, hype. Um, so, you know, we've seen uh, the frame uh, glasses that we spoke about last week, the human AI uh, pin that uh, you are supposed to wear here. Um, of course, ChatGPT has the voice now on the mobile app and uh, also the, the small square uh, rabbit um, device, very similar in the kind of usage. And uh, last week I saw that the company called DID, which uh, did quite of a buzz last year, as they were the, one of the first company of um, doing generative video of from just a picture. You can just send a text and they generate a video of the face uh, talking with the text that you generated. And they changed their uh, homepage with this uh, tagline. They say, interfaces evolved. And what they are talking about is um, from their perspective, in, in the future, we will not use uh, the mouse or keyboard, but we will use a natural user interface. What they mean is, you know, uh, eyes, voice, ears, like the way we usually uh, <laughs> uh, interface with other humans, but to inter interface with uh, tech. Um, so, yeah, I thought first it's very interesting to see the, them pivoting from uh, generating AI videos to a kind of a user interface a company, which I didn't really understood and it's not really uh, well described on their website. Um, and um, yeah, so, you know, I just mentioned all of these devices as well. So. Um, I'm really curious to get your input on first, do you think it's um, trend or just a hype or is it, is it just like the natural evolution of uh, interfaces and ultimately uh, we won't need this uh, keyboard or mouse that we all have. Um, so, oh, or maybe, you know, in I don't know how many years we'll just have a brain implant and uh, we won't even need to talk. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's the topic I would like to, uh, to discuss with you guys today. And uh, Seb, I'm curious to, uh, to know what you think. Yeah, I think it's a new way of interacting with a device uh, that we are not at all used to right now. So it gets some some training but um it 
seems like it was the same with the Siri uh, app on, on the iPhone. Um, the, there was a, a time of adoption, uh, I would say. And now I see more and more uh, young users uh, using that as a standard way to interact with their phone. Um, I'm not keen to do that. And I think all people will, will not be uh, in the situation where you don't want to talk to your device. So like you said, maybe brain implant or stuff to directly drag the focus of uh, your device. And another way would be still needed, but having that as a one of the way to interact with the device uh, would be nice. Now having a real uh, avatar uh, interacting with you and reacting to your gesture and your the way you talk to him or the way you, you behave. Uh, it seems like there is a long way to, to go uh, to be there. <clears throat> I don't know if they shared video of what they have, but uh, it seems not. So we'll see. We'll see how much uncanny it is uh, at first. I guess while while it's still uh, a long behavior, maybe if it takes time to to react to your uh, what you you're saying, what you are asking to to the character, maybe it won't be uh, adopted well uh, until that is uh, completely uh, realistic. I would say. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I can like imagine the difference between like I, let's say I want to search for uh, a restaurant on Google and say, hey, can you search for a restaurant that has this and this and this and uh, I don't know. Um, just typing uh, the type of restaurant in a in a search field is maybe faster. Uh, but maybe less uh, personalized because while talking, we can say all our preferences. Um, I don't know. Yeah. What do you think, uh, Yom? Well, I think this company is just jumping on the spatial computing train, uh, meaning that probably their first uh, business case was not that uh, efficient or working as well as they would like it to be. So this is a complete uh, business change. Uh, and yeah, they, they're just doing what uh, any every new uh, tech startup is doing right now and putting the, the buzzwords like spatial computing and uh, new interfaces and, and so on. Um, so that's that's the first thing. And um, about the the viability of using uh, speech, uh, eye tracking, and hands for our daily work, uh, as as Seb mentioned, we are uh, this is a long 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 road, and uh, it is far from being uh, usable. The, the the example I'm always taking for this kind of new way of interacting is uh, how would you do an Excel tab with this kind of interaction? So um, first, this is not uh, <laughs> this is a personal uh, 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 view of this, but I, I think this uh, the Excel tab is uh, is awful to do. And uh, just 
imagine uh, making someone do your Excel tab through speech and uh, eye tracking. So, uh, yes, please, can you change the cell AG uh, number four? Uh, yeah, well, it, it would be a mess. Uh, it would take hours. Uh, so, no, and uh, we, we already talked about this, about the fact that we are all dreaming about the... Um, uh, the minority report uh, interface, and we know that uh, putting our hands hands in the air for a long period of time is not compatible with our uh, biomechanics. Uh, uh, we get very tired very soon. Uh, this is what Apple Vision Pro users are experiencing as well. Uh, a lot of them are just, yeah, they did it for a purpose, but the camera pointing uh, downward for for you to have your hands laying uh, on the table or uh, uh, next to your next to your legs uh, for 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 your hands to get support. So yeah, um, it can be a, a complementary tool to what we have now. Of course, the mouse and keyboards needs to be improved at some point because we are we've been using them for decades. So uh, I'm. I'm sure we can do better than that, uh, especially by using other uh, interaction interface, but by uh, trying to erase everything as the special computing would like it to do. Uh, once again, Apple Vision Pro with their keyboards, we can see people like typing with two, two fingers in the air. And when you are writing an email, they People that are actually working with the Apple Vision Pro, they, they have their uh, portable Bluetooth uh, keyboards uh, in their backpack and they are typing like uh, they used to. So yeah, a, a lot of ideas, uh, but unfortunately uh, this is far too too complicated or not mature enough to, to be applied. So I'm not sure about the chances of this chances of success uh, of this company. I don't know what products they will be releasing, but yeah, I'm a bit doubtful about this. Yeah. Yeah, I can, I can totally understand. Um, like, I, I don't know about you guys, but when I write an email, I usually uh, like erase something, go back and change some words and uh, of course, if like uh, I was just good enough to say my email perfectly the first time, maybe that will work. But uh, uh, as, as you were saying, I'm like, oh, uh, can you change this word by this one? Oh, this is not what I meant. I was like, that, that can go into a lot of uh, uh, of complexities. Um, but at the same time, yeah, I was like, can you recommend me? Uh, a restaurant around that uh, has space for five people. Uh, I don't know. Maybe there are use cases where it's it's uh, it's uh, it's good enough. Uh, you were talking last time, I think, Guillaume, about uh, some people you know that are using ChatGPT like this. Yep. Do you know what kind of usage they are doing? Uh, it's uh, everyday. Uh, every everyday questions and uh, work questions as well, uh, because they are well. In fact, they are typing at the same time they are talking to the ChatGPT 
uh, instance. So they are multitasking instead of just using this speech uh, conversation. Uh, well, it, it is a conversation, but they are typing as well. Uh, as they are talking to it. So uh, yeah, Th that could be one of the usage uh, mm. for these kind of devices. Yeah. Yeah, so it's not a replacement, it's an additional yep. layer of... Exactly. Uh, yeah. Instead of you of working alone, uh, if you have something to ask or if you need help, if it, if he needs help, then uh, then he's simply asking to to chat GPT that is in in his pocket. So yeah. Okay. And of course, he is uh, verifying the information and uh, doing all the work <laughs> because yeah. <laughs> One of the usage we talk about is also the, the for disabled people to be able to locate themselves in a place if uh, they have uh, issues or remember stuff that they place somewhere in, in their space if they don't, can't remember correctly uh, things. Um, but for, for this one, having an, an avatar that talks to you, I wonder if some people will not be addict or will feel like they are really their friend and and there will it will cause maybe disconnection with other people uh yeah there is some some fear on some test i think laboratory test to do with this kind of uh, technology to make sure it, it uh, doesn't cause any other issues for people yeah i i, I think actually um so i'm quoting this by memory so uh maybe um i would be saying this wrong but i think i saw an article uh, someone has like 10 ai girlfriends uh already so um yeah, it, it's it's coming it's coming nice <laughs> <laughs> okay um so anything more or do you have a... No? Okay, so no. Seb. Sure. Um, so this week I wanted to talk about uh, the fact that uh, there is a new trend coming is to generate video with uh, the new OpenAI AI, Sora uh, uh, video uh, system uh, and generate Gaussian splatting uh, from there to generate directly a 3D model that you can use in your 3D engine. So this is a video of a, a first step that has been done. Uh, so it's showing that uh, it's coming quite fast uh, and allows to generate 3D model of environment that doesn't exist and that has been properly generated by uh, AI. Here's another test, it was uh, uh, done a bit before, so it's not working that well uh, on, on those tests, uh, except for the museum here. So a museum of art that doesn't, does not exist. Uh, and it's really the first test that has been done. So with, uh, I guess, more direction on the way you generate the video in Sora, having more uh, panoramic video where you turn around, go closer to the wall and, and closer to the environment can 
I guess generate better Gaussian splatting. So yeah, that's it for, for that. Um, Guillaume, do you want to comment on this? Yeah, sure. Um, the first thing is that uh, solar is not available yet. Uh, so we are just working with the demo uh, videos that are available on their website. Um, I don't know if there is a release date. Uh, I didn't see that because it's it's uh, fresh news. Uh, basically, they announced Sora because it was a day of the Gemini launch, uh, just to bypass uh, old communication uh, towards Google, which uh, it works because nobody heard about Gemini <laughs> much. So their strategy just uh, blew every everybody's mind with this uh, text to uh, video. Uh, generation uh, generation AI, so uh, very good move there. Um, I, I was impressed at first with this, and then I asked myself, what could be the use cases of this? Uh, despite the fact that you could generate uh, artificial environment very, very fast, uh, we know that Gaussian splatting is not uh, perfect yet. Uh, so yeah, it's a very uh, promising sp step towards like a massive three D content generation. Um, especially if you can, if we can do the the transition between Gaussian splatting and mesh, that would be uh, like not the end of three D artists, but yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe the same. Um, uh, like earthquake that we had with Midjourney and Dali and Stable Diffusion on the 2D part, we'll get the same on the 3D one. And um, uh, we, we see that Luma AI is clearly well positioned on this uh, because they are doing AI 3D generation, uh, mesh 3D generation. They're also doing the splashing, Gaussian splatting side. So I guess they are uh, well seeing what is going on and they are, yeah, they are posi positioning themselves in this business of uh, global 3D AI generation, uh, which would be, yeah, like I said, uh, some kind of a revolution uh, in the 3D artist world as well as the 2D classic artists. But if you have, uh, innovative use cases. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> no, the one you listed is clearly the one I, uh, I have in mind too. But uh, like you said, it's not there yet, uh, but it's moving quickly toward it. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I think the, the, the key word here is yet. Like uh, one year ago, we said, oh, the, the video generation is not there yet. We've, you know, that Will Smith eating spaghetti yeah, yeah. video mm. um, and now uh, you can see the the, the Sora video uh, that are uh, I think 60 seconds long and quite stable uh, towards uh, uh, during th that duration um, so yeah that's that's impressive assuming again that the the actual product will be able to generate similar videos on a regular basis, not uh, 
like they just they just did a selection of the best ones um but yeah and as a side uh joke it, no it's the joke actually i i saw that uh open eye is looking like to seven trillion investment or something like that and i i saw someone doing a calculation of okay gpt2 costs this amount of dollar gpt3 and then gpt4 5 6 and yeah it makes sense like if you want to do gpt10 well the costs kind of add up pretty uh pretty uh fast so yeah but yeah, yeah you are you're, you're mentioning <laughs> the price uh and i i think that this is a point that some well, everybody just missed about this uh ai video generation is that uh, for generating a 60 second clip, how much will it cost? Uh, because we know that uh, OpenAI is not free. <laughs> so uh, uh, when they are saying that this kind of technology can just uh, yeah, turn upside down the whole movie industry, I'm very curious to see how, um, how much a movie would cost by making this through AI. Because um, the computation power should be huge to get these kind of results. And uh, people are just used to very low cost tokens. Uh, I guess this won't be the same for this kind of technology, but maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, and the power consumption of this kind of render yeah. farm will be enormous. Yeah, there will be a bottleneck somewhere. <laughs> Right. Uh, the next topic was the some videos of the Vision Pro scan um, that seems to showcase that there is not a lot of uh, limitation in terms of size of the scan that you can have. Uh, we can see people are walking from their restaurant and seeing like some window in the street far away from where they they instanced it. Uh, And the, 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 how fast also it, it scan uh, the environment is quite amazing. And based on that, we can see some, yeah, even here in, in the stairs. So it's keep on, on adding to the mesh and seems to be accurate through, through time. So. That kind of reassured me a lot in the capacity of the of the headset to be able to yeah to scan a complete environment and be able to go into different room and uh, go through a complete scenario. Um, and here there is a, a I think the same person that uh, shared the that he was able to instantiate a realistic three uh, D model of. Uh, pool balls and have them uh, occluded by his end, the environment, and also collisioning with the environment quite well. So yeah, it sounds promising. What do you think about that, guys? Kim? Uh, yeah, uh, well, the, this is funny that is always the same <laughs> use case that we've been seeing 
since the HoloLens one. Mm. Uh, of course, the meshing is better. Uh, I think the method that they are, but I, I don't think I don't know if it's the developer that chose this representation, but it's hard to see the real quality or definition of the mesh uh, because everything is green at some point. Um, but yeah, sure, it's better than uh, all the the old uh, techniques that we've seen in the past. So yeah, it's uh, it's promising, but uh, which is, what is some uh, frustrating in some way that this technology is here. I've been here for years and nobody really took advantages of this. So we've always seen this uh, demonstration of ball falling around or liquid um, just pouring on stuff. And you can see that uh, the environment is recognized, but uh, we don't have any very valuable use case with this. And uh, I don't know why. Uh, usually, yeah we uh, just a few apps took advantages of this um and the other point that i would like to mention is that when he, the occlusion works great uh unless he is moving too fast and you can see that is uh, uh it should be right there here when he's and uh, there you can see that the the the, um, the occlusion is not working as well as when he's static uh, so of course there is some improvement there, but uh, yeah, technology is there. Uh, we're just waiting for uh, great apps to take uh, advantage of this. Despite the fact that Meta is doing some games with this. Right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I saw a video as well of someone uh, putting a point in space and walking into a parking lot. Uh, something like, uh, I, I forgot exact uh, distance that they were walking, but uh, 100 meters or something, and then back to the point that they were, uh, they started at. And uh, it, it looks like from the distance, the, the point kind of shifts, but as soon as they go closer to like, you know, uh, I, I think it was 10 meters or something, the point like uh, switched back to their their position. Um, so yeah, it seems like, uh, as you were saying, Guillaume, the, the technology is there and, uh, maybe the, having a, a processor dedicated to that is, uh, is also, uh, helping a lot. So yeah, pretty, uh, pretty cool. Yeah. In terms of technology, they seem to use the same kind of, uh, Thing that was available on the HoloLens 2, or where you could have a different onshore in your space and those onshore besides when you get close to Well, stuff in the environment can also react to your position, like lights and uh, butt kickers, uh, vibration, uh, door that opens uh, when you are in front of them and you enter or the code in, in, uh, in mixed reality, stuff like that. But for a use case at home, uh, 
well it's it's nice that you can position stuff in your space and that when you come back it's still in place actually um, this kind of use case and for also for training and um in a work environment being able to go to different room and uh, and so information about about the mechanics and, and stuff you are looking at uh, can be nice yeah um, something about yeah. sorry um something about that that i've seen and uh hopefully we'll be able to confirm that soon <laughs> but uh, it seems like the guest mode uh, on the Apple Vision Pro is pretty uh, limited, which seems like uh, between each person, even if you remove it for like two seconds, there is the um, uh, scan that needs to happen before the user can use it. Uh, and the owner needs to be there, uh, I mean, for the initial launch. Um, so hopefully uh, they will have upgrades or um you know event mode or uh, whatever they want to call it kiosk mode i think it's called on the on ios mm. um where switching from one user to the other would be a uh, way better uh, and more uh, uh seamless so yeah stay tuned on that hopefully we'll be able to test this soon great <clears throat> Do you have anything more to add, uh, Seb? Just a quick info. I received the Vive Ultimate Tracker, and I did a couple of tests uh, yesterday with it. And yeah, they're, they're nice. Uh, I'm using it with the XR Elite, uh, Vive XR Elite. And uh, I need to retry to do another calibration uh, just to make sure it's working correctly, because right now I had to yeah, there is a small issue with the OS, so I had to reset my headset to make sure they are tracked. Uh, but now they are working correctly, and yeah, the position is very accurate. And having uh, your character really moving and uh, seeing your legs moving at the same time is uh, quite impressive. I'm also using uh, and testing the Vive uh, face tracker that uh and mostly right now i did not use the camera to to test the expression on an avatar that's the next step uh that i, I want to to test uh right now i'm only using the the eye calibration and the fact that you can select and highlight the button that you want to to select first by looking at it uh i'm quite impressed uh, it's uh, directly taking over the 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 it motorized the, the calibration of your IPD. So it allows to directly adjust it uh, dynamically. And um, yeah, it's a nice add-on uh, compared to having to do it by hand, uh, having this and it can be auto uh, um, done automatically. So if you provide it to someone else, uh, you can set up in the device to automatically adjust the IPD. So it starts directly when it see that your the IPD is not the correct one. It directly start the the IPD measurement. So yeah, it's a nice add-on to the to the device, and the way they made it is quite clever the, with this plug. 
although uh, the magnetic uh, system is not that strong so it tends to it tends to be removed easily when you put it on uh, so that might be something to to do better for the next generation if they move forward on this way of doing their headset with modular stuff that you can add on it um, but yeah the ultimate uh, vive ultimate tracker however uh, yeah very nice and um, I will uh, I, I will dig down uh, in, into it to, to see how to implement that into Unity and make some test, uh, more tests in the next uh, coming week. Great. We we can't wait to see that. Yeah. So, yeah, let's do this. So I would like to talk about our friend Mark Zuckerberg, uh, who did uh, his own Apple Vision Pro review. So I took some notes about what he said during this three minutes uh, and a half uh, intervention. So basically, it's uh, an, advi an advertisement for MetaQuest 3. Uh, this is not surprising. But um, yeah, he's pushing where it hurts uh, for the Apple Vision Pro, uh, especially on the comfort side. He emphasized that uh, Quest 3 is better uh, in terms of weight. So uh, yeah, we, we know that for sure. It's, it's uh, lighter. Uh, the weight distribution is better as well. Uh, this, the fact that the battery uh, can stay uh, without any way of plugging it uh, also is uh, more comfortable in the use of the headset. He said several times that, yeah, it's seven times cheaper than the Apple Vision Pro. So yeah, it's it's an easy one. <laughs> and um, of course, they have VR, they have controllers, they have games and a lot of apps. So I can differ about the app theme because we know that uh, uh, Meta and Quest 3, uh, despite the fact that they have, they have a lot of games, they don't have those killer apps that we are waiting for, especially for everyday life uh, use and um, to people to, to get back to their headsets uh, as often as they would like it to, to do. So yeah, the, this part I agree with. Uh, the other one is about uh, the eye tracking. So yeah, uh, the Apple Vision Pro eye tracking is good, but yeah, we did it already on the Quest Pro and a quick word that it's not available anymore on the Quest 3, so. <laughs> uh, but a great announcement, he said, he said that it will be back on the future, uh, the next iteration of the headset. So. Uh, interesting that the competition forced them to bring back the eye tracking, and we still don't know why they didn't kept it, keep it on on the the Quest Three. Yeah. Another thing that is saying is, is not completely right is that the hand tracking is better on the Meta Quest Three, but with the Seb's video, we can see that the occlusion is way better better uh, on the Apple Vision Pro, and globally the hand tracking seems to be way better on the Vision Pro. So 
not that no, it's not an honest review about this and finally is yeah he's saying that uh, the motion blur is uh quite obvious on the vision pro and the, the the image is better and crispier on the meta quest 3 which is very weird because we've seen the distortion with the meta quest 3 and this is way worse than what we we've we we've seen with the the apple vision pro review so yeah uh not so sure about that one uh either so um uh, one interesting thing that the the video started with their uh a presentation of the way that uh the 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 ability of meta quest 3 to to have what is called now the spatial computing feature meaning that you can put uh, windows all around you and uh, you can work with this so they just showcase that they can do that as well as the apple vision pro uh, well the as well as <laughs> uh, has to be uh, uh, moderated because uh, we know that apple as the the ecosystem and all the the interconnection between mac uh, uh, iPad and uh, uh, and the Apple Vision Pro that uh, Quest uh, doesn't have. And finally, in the end of the video, um, uh, Mark Zuckerberg simply talk talk s about Apple boys and Apple fans, just saying that they're just a bunch of crybabies and they'll be like screaming about that. He, what he's saying, but he's right. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's not a bit childish for, for from his part, I guess. And the final thing that he said is that, uh, well, uh, well, he's simply comparing Meta and Microsoft, uh, and they're saying that Meta is a new Microsoft, and uh, they will be winning the war against uh, Apple in the end. So, uh, yeah, very very strange two last comments of this video. But this is very interesting to see that on the communication part that he's putting his own face in the defend in defense of the Meta Quest 3. So as he did in mostly all the immersive products announcement, he is taking full responsibility of the failure of success or success of these devices, which is very interesting to see uh so is very uh yeah his implication is not to be proved uh anymore about the the his vision about the immersive the immersive industry so uh what do you think about this well <clears throat> sorry um i think it, uh so I, i'm not a communication expert at all but it's very uh interesting to put in comparison this video where you know he's sitting on the couch and just i think it's, it's recorded with a phone it seems uh, it's recorded um, with the, the quest 3. oh uh, yeah okay yeah even better so uh with the tim cook in the cover of vogue i think or some magazine fashion magazine like that with the apple vision pro on his uh, on his on his head um i mean i, I don't think I need to go deeper into into that to just see the difference of uh, communication strategy, which um, I mean, 
the, the Quest 3 is a great device. Uh, I'm, I'm using it a lot, actually, um, mostly for gaming, I have to say. But um, it's, a, it's a really great uh, device as well for, as, as he said, much, much cheaper. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, don't know, I don't know if we will ever see uh, like a, a battle like, you know, in between Blu-ray or DVD or whatever, this kind of battle happened in the past. But uh, uh, I think in terms of number for now, Meta is winning like for now uh, of number of headsets sold. <laughs> so, yeah. Seb, what do you, what do you think? Yeah, it's, it's funny that they enter this kind of war when they should mostly try to find a, a way for user to use it all together uh, and not compete against each other. Um, of course, it's different kind of headset, different kind of pricing, but uh, both doing the same uh, kind of interaction. So uh, Apple is trying to segment the, the market with their own naming and their own uh, way of doing things. Uh, I think uh, WebXR is not available or WebAir, uh, only WebVR is uh, available on, on the device right now. So even this is um, is strange for me when the, the community is not that big yet. And like uh, Guillaume said, uh, they're all trying to have the, the, the more people uh, using the headset on their everyday life. So doing that, I think it's uh, important for them to understand that they, they, they for, for this to happen, uh, people need to find their own app uh, easily and interact the same way um, using a different kind of headset because it will evolve in time anyway. So um, yeah, I think it's not a good way of uh, going through this. Um, no, like you said, the Quest 3 is awesome. I have it also here. I use it for mostly project on my side, uh, on my video work. Um, and um, and I saw a news about the, the Vision Pro. You were saying that right now Meta is winning the, the battle uh, in terms of uh, number of headsets uh, sold. Uh, I saw a news that a couple of people are returning their Vision Pro uh, right now um, because they don't see an everyday use case for it and it's uh, too heavy for them to wear in the everyday use case. Um, so yeah, it's interesting to see that there is a, a couple of bad feedback around that uh, that are coming. Yeah, it was expected because a lot of people just bought the the headset for the buzz or the attention. So, mm. and once again, uh, I guess the media are enjoying this to see that uh, some people are retaining it. We don't have the numbers. And we don't know if it's a lot or just mm. a, a small portion of the of the users. So, uh, yeah, uh, one uh, as always, this is a very emotional market. So. We have to be cautious about those news. To it's not everybody that is returning their headsets, and of course, uh, people are not ready yet for. Uh, yeah, uh, I guess some people just bought the commercial uh, speech 
and thought that it would be like yeah a revolution or but as a first iteration we know that it's never the case and of course people some people are not uh, enjoying at uh, it as uh, some uh, vr or ar uh, people that have already experienced this are appreciating appreciating the the technological step that they do, they've done with the Apple Vision Pro. Yeah. I wonder if they had any experience that for any of their device uh, before. Maybe their watches didn't have yeah, a watches, big success uh, at the watches, beginning. They, they had the returns, yeah. Mm. Because uh, uh, once again, yeah, they, they maybe oversell, oversold it at some point. Mm. People were not pleased with what they had for the price. I guess the mm. price is uh, to be put on in the picture as well. If you have mm. the possibility to get your cash back, <laughs> you'll do it, especially if you don't really see the point of using this. You did your picture, you did your video, uh, people saw that you had the headset, so now you can send it, send it back and get your money back. Mm. Okay. To, uh, sorry, they need to create uh, a new business. We uh, buy 10 Apple Vision Pro and we rent it for people just to take picture <laughs> and selfie on it. Well, you just have to, to go to uh, an Apple store. You can have the demo, uh, take pictures and uh, go back home if you want. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. So I think this is it for today. And uh, we'll see you guys next week, next week for another episode of Lost in Immersion. See you guys. Thanks. See you. Thanks.